Welcome to The New Beyond, a podcast that invites listeners to learn how to not only think outside the box, but learn how to live outside it. The New Beyond is a place in consciousness that lies beyond ideas of normal and abnormal. It's a place where the new comfort zone has much more to do with your willingness to play big and be uncomfortable while you're learning how to navigate this brave new world. Hello, I'm Dr. Judith Rich, an octogenarian, coach, and author of the best-selling book, Beyond the Box. The new beyond invites us to go farther and deeper than you ever thought you could go. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Each of us can build. Each of us can teach and reach inside. We can guide. And what we leave is up to each of us. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to The New Beyond. I'm Judith Rich. And my guest today is Kirsten Barfoot. And our subject for today is such an exciting topic. I can't wait to get into it with Kirsten and unpack this whole subject of intuition. Because our topic for today is called Trust Your Intuition, Keys for Knowing When to Act. Now, before I even tell you about Kirsten, (laughs) think about your own life for a minute. Wouldn't it have been great if you had had the tools at various points in your life that supported you to trust that inner little nudging, to trust that inner voice, or maybe that little tiny wink from the universe that you knew when was the right time to act or what was the right thing to act upon. So that's what we're going to get into with Kirsten today. Uh, So let me tell you a little bit about Kirsten, who is an Australian-based transformational speaker, mentor, and author of The Inner Wealth Code, Seven Keys for Being Wealthy, even in times of uncertainty. She works privately with clients, runs transformational workshops, and is available for speaking engagements. Kirsten calls people into the excitement and the adventure, oh, I love this so much, of the unknown. She calls people into the excitement and the adventure of the unknown. This is so right down my alley. And... The void of pure potential. You are talking my language, girl, to discover more of who they are, more than they ever thought they could be. This is an interesting little quip right here. Kirsten works well with passionate, driven, get this, slightly (laughs) eccentric individuals. Slightly eccentric. Is that you? I'll bet it is. I know it's me. (laughs) She works with people who like to challenge the status quo, who like to do things their own way. People who want to leave this life knowing they tried it all, gave it everything, made mistakes, and know deep down they left the world a better place just by being in it. It's her personal mission to inspire lasting change, leadership, transformation and resourcefulness in others so they can live a life lit up from the inside and in harmony with their highest potential. Kirsten lives in Brisbane, Australia, and you know, I'm in the West Coast in California, so there are a few hours that are separating us. Thanks for getting up so early, Kirsten, to be with us here in the new beyond. Welcome. Oh, it's my absolute pleasure, and it's such an honor to be here with you talking about this amazing subject, especially with you. Yeah, well, thank you. I'm I'm honored to have you here. So many interesting things about you before we dive into the whole thing about intuition, because I'm always curious about who people are and what it is that inspired and motivated them to become who they became. So- In reading uh, your bio, you were born in South Africa Mm. of parents of New Zealand, of New (laughs) Zealand parents. 
You moved around a lot. You lived in three countries before you were three? Before I was 12. Before so, you were 12. Yeah. yeah. Was your fa- what, so what was going on there? Was your father in the military or? Nothing like that. My parents actually were just adventurers. So they, they left New Zealand and they, there's, a, there's a typical term uh, when you go over to Europe. It's called Antipodean. So it's this whole trinational South African, Australian, New Zealand contingent typically leave their hometown at the age of about 21 and they go to London or Europe and do a what's I guess what's called a gap year. And um, that gap year turned into, I guess, 17 years or something. But both of them uh, left separately. They, they um, met in London as friends. They all congregated and then they made their way down to South Africa and that's where they got together and they got married and um, they loved South Africa. And, you know, me growing up in South Africa was an amazing, was an amazing place. But um, they, I just remember growing up with this, the, the stories of their adventures and them going away and them living in London in a different place. And they traveled down Africa and the excitement of, all these different experiences that they had. And, you know, that really inspired that, I guess, that traveler and that adventurer in me too. Um, Yes, absolutely. You grew up in the vibe of adventure and exploring the unknown. It was just like (laughs) the air that you breathed, wasn't it? It it was, it was. And, you know, when you ask it in that way, it was like I was always set up for uh, to go into the unknown because, you know, going to New Zealand from South Africa was such a, cha- such a change and I was, I was 10. So you can imagine there's a lot of cultural differences, there's accent differences, there's um, uh, lots of different things and having to navigate my way through all of that at, at that that tender age, it it was very tricky, but it was very uncomfortable. And I think when you just asked me that question, I was like, yeah, it's the adventure into the unknown, but it brings up discomfort. And um and sometimes that's the thing that can stop us from going into the adventure. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> is, is, it, yes. it doesn't always feel so good. Yes, but it sounds to me like you you kept do like your your life was just set up that you kept going to that edge over and over and over again. So that whole call to adventure and call to the unknown brought you to the edge of discomfort. And I always talk to people about becoming comfortable being uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Does it feel like that's kind of how you evolved? That's that is it. I, in fact, um, it it is. It's funny how you see yourself prior and you see yourself now, and there's certain things that when you're in the mud and you're digging around trying to figure it all out, yeah, it it feels like you're not really doing anything, and it can have that feeling of spinning your wheels. And yet, when you come back and you're in the the light, you look back and you're like, "That's so. That was such a profound time that taught me so much." And um, and and so p- part of the work that I do now is like just holding the light at that place where 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 we know it's uncomfortable it's getting comfortable being uncomfortable yeah. but holding the light knowing that that discomfort is actually leading to that light bulb it's leading to right. the breakthrough it's leading to something uh and so now is opening up that space is like coming to that place of holding the space in the unknown yes and opening the space for it to see it as that void of pure potential. So when we're feeling the discomfort is like breathe into it. Yes. And open the space, open the space, because this is when we're opening the space for that insight to come through. We're opening that space for that to be that pure channel. Um, 
and we might be skipping ahead a little bit but but yes it's opening that space for the for the insight to occur Mm -hmm. let's go back a little bit in your Mm -hmm. story let's go back to uh before you began doing this the kind of work that you do now you you started out your career journey very differently didn't you can you share (laughs) with listeners where did you begin and what was that what were the various steps along the way for you well it's funny because I was just listening to your interview with Etabal and I was thinking how how similar that journey was it's like (laughs) I I was like oh my gosh and this is this is part of my mission the grander mission and we'll get to that but um you know I was also told, you know, uh, do the do the maths, do the science, do the all the things. Become do the practical, uh, traditional, do, do the practical stuff. You know, get a career that is, um, you know, engineering, accounting. I chose accounting because somehow I ended up doing really well in it, and I thought, oh. That's what I meant to do. Okay, accounting. I'll go into, <laughs> so accounting. You can't be farther from intuition. I don't know. Is there such a thing as intuitive accounting? I don't know. But I, I haven't think, found it. <laughs> it seems like it is as far left brain as someone can get. It it is. And within the first year, I was like, how many accounting subjects are there? Like this is the <laughs> most boring. <laughs> thing I could have chosen but I couldn't I I didn't know where else to go like I mm-hmm. couldn't see anything else and I was yeah. kind of encouraged quite firmly to at least finish it so this was the longest degree <laughs> degree ever a couple of subjects just wanted to keep re re being in my life and I had to just keep doing them until I had passed these things um, I think the lecturers in the end just felt sorry for me and were like, just, just go, just go. <laughs> just get her out of here. <laughs> get her out of here. But, you know, um, but so, so that's how it started. However, this is the thing about life, you know, the universe is that accounting and finance really held, held me quite well while I traveled. So I traveled fairly extensively for about six years. I, I lived and worked in Canada and England and Ireland and um and accounting was a very easy job to just get. So when you think about yeah it wasn't the most awe inspiring but it allowed me to go on that adventure it allowed me to be in these places and have these amazing experiences mm-hmm. that I had. Mm-hmm. But uh, when I um while I was in London I was working in an investment bank and one of the ladies picked me out of the team and we went and um we went and worked together on an IT project and that's what inspired me towards projects I was like I love projects <laughs> Oh, like there's an idea, we're putting it together. You've there's all the things that that come together to make this thing happen. And then there's it, people it, involved, not there's just people involved. And oh, it was just I just fell in love with it. But you know, life again. I had to I had a I had a visa expiration date and I had to come back home. But but the project management never left me. And I came home and I, I promised that I was going to enroll in a project management course. So here's the thing. This is this is how your intuition works. <laughs> you dive in. This is what I do. I tend to dive into something and um, and haven't asked all of the questions necessarily. Yes. And I didn't find IG, IT project management. I found I I found construction project management. So here I am enrolled in this course that is now geared towards construction project management and then <laughs> quite a I, bit different than IT it, project it, it is a bit different but the thing was I grew up in a house with a father who's a builder and a carpenter wow. okay. and our houses he didn't always work he does now but he doesn't or he didn't always work in um, building but we always had it around us because there was always renovations going on oh yeah 
And I remember this house that they bought and I was like, this is this is disgusting. Like, why would you, why would you bring us here? Like, this is, I can't bring my friends here. It was just this, this little shack type thing. And, you know, I was, you know, going through whatever I was going through the teenage years of looking good. Yeah. Um, And, but then years later, this house was completely transformed. It was beautiful. It was, it, it was just this, this, it had been transformed from the Cinderella into this beautiful, whatever, whatever Cinderella became. And, um, <laughs> the and that the is what brought, the glass slipper, the princess yeah. with the glass slipper. So, yeah. so this house had been transformed and, and, and so that was what got me into this whole vision. I was like, dad, you, you saw this. I never saw that. I, is it, how did you how did you see that and so it became a little bit of a thing that how to see beyond what you see uh-huh. which yeah. you know is very into the whole transformational space yeah, yeah. so yeah. i love construction as using it as an example because it is such a a visual of what we undergo transformationally inside you know that inner work is Mm -hmm. transforming that what that little shack into that beautiful interesting let me just may I just toss this in here the image that's coming to me is my intuition is guiding me to this image while we're talking about construction and buildings and all of that is what we do in transformational work is we are building the inner scaffolding You know, when you build a building, there's always scaffolding that goes on the outside of the building that reinforces it, embraces it uh, under construction. And what we're doing in transformational work, and I dare say intuitive work, is constructing an inner scaffold upon which to uh, to build to build out the being, to build out uh, who we are. Anyway, I just wanted to throw that in there. Oh, it's I I love it because I, that's why I say you were I, I use the example of you would never ever build a building without a structural foundation. Like yeah. you would never ever uh, go and just do the pretty architectural stuff. You would yeah. always, and that's what we're doing with the transformation is we're building that the structure so that you're setting that beautiful foundation for that self-love, for that yes. self-worth. Yes. So um, so you worked uh, as a project manager in the construction industry yeah. for a while? Yeah, well, that was, that was definitely divine intervention because there is no way that uh, someone like me should have ever gotten the job that I got. Like, I think I'm the first person in the world who has never had any kind of um, uh, design or structural um, Mm -hmm. experience. But what they did was they brought me on for my commercial experience and um, how I could bring that element to that role. And so they put me on site and I I learned from the ground up, basically. I, I was on site and I was given various packages to manage and they were like, wow, you, you can do this. This is this is good. Okay, good. And so then when that when that finished, and I would just like to say that was a really awesome experience for for I often am so touched in my heart by that. What did you love given, about given, it? What I was, was it about that. I that think it was you? the first time I could get emotional about this. Go ahead. That was the you're, first you're time that I felt believed in. You know, wow. when you meet somebody who um, sees who, you, who did, who 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 did look at me and go, mm, "Oh dear, what have we got here?" But he was like, "Okay, right, you're here." Um, you will do this. And so he, he gave me all the things. And then, he, you know, at the end, he was like, 
you you earned that. You you earned your place in that place. And he said, and you know, this is probably my opportunity to just say thanks, thanks. Um <laughs> Because you never, I didn't see it at the time, you know, but when I look back, I was like, that, that was, that was something that really, when somebody saw me and the potential in the unknown, see, this is the thing. We don't know what we're capable of until we're actually thrown in the deep end. Yes. I didn't know I could do that. I didn't know I could do that. Yes. But yes. I was thrown in the deep end and you do it. You go, oh, wow. Oh. This is so amazing, but I was so, I loved it. I loved it. I loved seeing it coming together and I I could see how it was, uh, you know, it came from that idea. You know, there's somebody had an idea, somebody had a concept, and then people came together and they, they drew it. And all the different people who came together to make that. And then, and then it goes from a drawing onto this tangible building and I can still see that building it's down the road from me mm-hmm. and I just think oh my gosh I saw it from that that foundation from that from that um uh that slab you know yeah and, um, yeah yeah was this I'm curious was this perhaps looking back now maybe not at the time you didn't see this or get this but I'm just wondering if it's possible that looking back to this phase or this experience in your journey, was this kind of a, a introduction to your introduction to intuition working in your life? Not sure about that. And B, um, the soul works in mysterious ways. And I'm wondering if you recognize soul process in this experience, because as I'm listening to you, because I'm tuned into soul process and people, I'm hearing your soul was working here, moving you, nudging you, slowly moving (laughs) you in the direction that you, you know, when you finally surrendered and said, okay, I got it. All right. Let let me add this. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that came until much later, but yes, um, yes. But, but certainly when I look back now, I think that was, I call it my ability to unconsciously create because it was so, you know, this is when we become conscious, when we see those things that are so out there, you go, that was divine intervention. This is that calling. This is a channel. Um, And I don't think I would have seen it like that at the time. I thought that maybe they'd made a mistake because, you see, this is the thing. I didn't value myself at that time. Yeah. You know, and and that's what I believe ultimately uh, put a big stop on what um, but but then, again, you talk about the soul's journey. I, I think the the soul is definitely leading us. Yes, and I think we want to make sense of what the soul is what, taking us on the journey. And I really don't think that we can make sense of it. And the <laughs> and the more we can surrender into the non sense of it, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's that's opening up our channel to really receive that inside, and then knowing. Like, is this something that I'm, because you talk about a calling. Yes. And that calling, I don't think it's ever been a vision for me. I've never felt like, oh, wow, this is so clear. I just get this real picture of it. I don't. I don't. But I felt it ever since I was a kid. I knew that there was something. I knew. And that was probably part of the the, the frustration <clears throat> in my life is that I I felt this thing inside of me but I never felt like I was fully living it or experiencing it yeah so it was Uh, embodied probably without language yeah it lived in the body beyond the ability to put language to it but it was a sense that something was there something is moving I have this sense about myself very, very powerfully, very strongly, particularly now in this chapter of my life, you know, I'm 81 
And so I have moved into my bona fide, certified, official elderhood. And that is very present for me. And I felt it coming without language for it for quite a while. Mm -hmm. And now it's just bursting forth. And um, I'll have more to say about that at another time. But um, I love this. You know, I love the topics of soul and intuition. So um, how did you get from the construction (laughs) project managing work to was there another leap in between you talk about leaping which i think is mm. a very it's it's a beautiful visual and it's a very visceral so you you've made a, you've done a lot of leaping in your life from one thing to a, another to another yeah so have i uh, how did you get from the project management construction work to working as a as a um as a speaker and a mentor in the field of intuition how'd you get there and i get there okay i'm gonna make this bridged so um so again the universe spoke to me in a not so pleasant way okay i actually i got made redundant so um so i went into an it means that um it's, I didn't get fired. It's like my position was no longer available and therefore I got uh, removed from the company. The company merged and I had just been on um, on a seven-week holiday, which probably didn't go in my favour. Um, plus I spoke about that not valuing myself, the lack of confidence type thing. Um, and so you know, they they came to me and said, um, we're letting go of a number of people and you're you're one of those people. No, I was pretty pragmatic at the time. I was pretty pragmatic. I, I saw it as a sign from the universe that there was something that I needed to do. Um, I have some different views on that now uh, that that I share with people, but um, for, for this interview, we, we don't need to go through that. But um, that was the first step in a sequence of events that really shook me to my core and I ended up losing everything. I actually, I got a sum of money. I got paid out a sum of money. I moved into state. I was with somebody. Uh, that didn't work out. And uh, so I moved back up to Brisbane. I was living with my parents. I actually had no job. I had no money. I had nothing. And I was just in this state of despair going, oh my God, how did I get here to this place where I have nothing? Like I, and the thing that really drove me crazy was I was, I don't know, I was in my thirties, mid thirties and I had no children. And I was like, oh, and I was getting all panicky. And the biological so anyway, clock was ticking. It it was ticking. It was ticking. Now, were you were you married? Had you been married? Was there a, a partnership in there? Anyway, that, that came later. Okay. I I'm I'm not your uh, prime example of what it is to have a successful relationship. But anyway, um, so another was I was with a partner at the time that did not work. I did get married and divorced later as well. Um, that's another story. But th- this is a, a pinnacle moment in my life because it shifted because I was screaming up to God saying, I have nothing. I have nothing. And I heard this voice. And I still don't understand it. It's not something that makes sense. But it said, ah, Kirsten, you have everything. Mm. And I was like, mm. okay, that was not from me. Like I just reiterate, I was not in a calm space for receiving like oh, some kind of feel-good message. This was a message and it was there was an instant calm. I didn't understand it, but there was just something that that infused in in my soul. And I wrote about this in my book because what I understand it now is it's not, this This is not just for me. That message was not 
just for me. Yeah. This is the message for everyone. We yeah. are all everything. Yes. And I think this is our the beautiful part of our life is that this is what we get to experience is that if we can understand that we are everything, what would we do with our lives? What would we create? What would we want to do? And then from that place, then you can go on the journey. And um, so that's, that's a long journey. Um, That voice that you heard, what did that, did that occur to you as an inner voice or did you experience it as an outer voice? I experienced it as an outer voice. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. you know, our, our intuition talks to us all in different ways. And sometimes I do hear messages. So sometimes things, but that that I've never heard anything as clear as that. That was no mistake. <laughs> clear. So what did you do yeah. with that? So, uh, so no, mm. you hear this voice. It says, Kirsten, you have everything or are you, is that what it said? You have, you have? everything. Because I said, I have nothing. I yeah. have nothing. And it said, no, you, you are, Kirsten, you have everything. everything. And, you know, just you asking me that question, it's like if we understood that we have everything, like we have everything within us, we have everything inside of us yeah so we we spend our life this is my interpretation we spend our life looking outside of ourselves for the answers that's that was me yeah sometimes I still do it it's everything that somebody else is smarter somebody else has the answer somebody else knows that my my happiness resides in that house. My happiness resides in that car. Yeah. My happiness resides if I get that paycheck. Yeah. But that's that that is where we get blocked. That's where we don't see or hear what we are here to listen to, which is something so much more profound, so much more simple, so much more wise and connected and beautiful. Mm than anything outside Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but that requires us to slow down it requires us to really want to connect to that place within and and that's a piece of work that's a journey right that's 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 the the lifetime like that's the the lifetime that's the whole thing right there yes (laughs) yes i'm i'm thinking that it's the ego, it's the conditioned ego mind that that tells us happiness is out there, success is over there, you know, that points out there to the symbols. It's that conditioned ego mind. And what I'm hearing you suggest is that, or hearing you actually beautifully, beautifully express that it is the it is the voice of the heart the voice of the soul the voice of the um the aspect of our being that is already everything and connected to the all that is already the all it's all here that that realm of pure potential is in us we are it right when we That's say it. 100% is possible a hundred percent of the time, it's absolutely true because a hundred percent of all possibility exists a hundred percent of the time, and we have access to it. If, and that and that if is the big one, isn't it? Mm, totally. If we, and this is where you work with people, I'm sure, in that gap. If we trust, if we allow, if we open, if we're willing to receive, if we do our inner work and get our worthiness and and all of those things. So let's talk a bit about how you work with people to move them from fearful and not trusting to opening and trusting and allowing. Yeah. So I think a major shift occurred for me when, especially in the work that I do with people, because I have been trapped in needing to know and yeah. when I don't know, 
that brings up the inadequacy that brings up the self-doubt that brings up that I haven't got this like I don't know what to do I I'm not cut out for this I don't know but um uh I found I found something wrapped in the gene keys in my life's work and it's wrapped in it has the challenge of inadequacy strangely enough um but what what is in that is that if we can go on the journey into not knowing, into allowing the space for unknown, opening up to the void of potential, opening up to the possibility of what we don't know, we can be in that space. That's that's the space where we shift and that's the space where we're in the transformational work is that things can shift in an instant. So we're exploring you know, because- the mystery of not knowing we're actually going into the the realm of mystery and bringing the light of awareness would you say bringing the light of our awareness into the mystery to reveal and uncover what's always been there what's what's always been there and i mean you talk about the new beyond you talk about going into uh, beyond the horizon beyond it's like what and then out of the box it's like it's like that's where we're going, but we can't go there with the thing of. But I know, I know, I know, n- n- no, yeah, yeah, no, because this the work that we. I, I think it's also the work that you're in is. It's about being in that present moment. It's about exploring that present moment that is not littered with the past. It's not filtered with the future. It's in that present moment, and that. That's the place that both parties get to come to in that meeting because when it comes with that person's intellect, experiences, love of life and that other person's experience and love of life and you guys have this conversation, you are transcending, you are both going into this place of pure creativity Mm. and that is the exciting place. That's when you start creating things that neither of you knew was going to happen yeah so it's all a co-creation 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 you know i think in terms of humans we are we are creating our lives i mean we speak in transformational leadership work in terms of you know responsibility and accountability and that we are creating we are the creators and um we are actually co-creators. So we are, we're creating in partnership with universal law. Mm. We're creating in partnership with the field of potential where all potential exists in unmanifest form. Listeners stay, don't, 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 we, you know, don't slip out on us. Don't go to sleep. You know, there, there is like, Well, and there is so much more that we don't know than that we know. I mean, in terms of the realm of knowing, we know nothing. We know nothing in terms of all that there is to know. And and I, you know, that's a humbling experience to acknowledge. But I think it's also an empowering experience to acknowledge that we know nothing. And to be in curiosity to be in discovery great i know nothing look what's out there what an event this is what really lights me up and sets puts wind in my sails in terms of this third act of my life the last you know this the third 30 years section of my life is the fact that there is yeah i have a lot of years and a lot of learning and a lot of experience and all of that behind me but I'm much more focused on what's out there in front of me that I don't know that I don't know. Yeah. I don't know that I don't know. But yeah. 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 And, and so that, that, you, yeah. that place used to scare me. That, that place that I don't know. And that's the thing that in the construction, that, that was always, that, that filtered everything that I saw because I wasn't willing to be in that curious or I didn't know how to be curious. 
Do you know what I mean? I know how to be curious now. And, and the thing is that even with my clients, if I, if I feel like I'm getting this, um, this stop, it's like the, the thing that I've realized, the biggest disarmor of the conversation is like, I really don't know what I'm doing right now. Like I, I, I don't know where to go from here. And I don't know what happens, but that person drops their guard, I drop my guard, and then the, these transformations just occur when I'm like, I've got no idea, like I don't know. And it's usually with seriously intelligent people, the people who are really... Trapped in their minds. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's uh, it, there's, there's, a, there's a connection that's really hard, but... I think when I say I don't know, it drops a guard. It drops a guard that it, it, it's, it's not spoken about, except for now. And it's like, okay, um, and, and but it's every, every time I have done that, every time that I have felt like, oh, my God, I, I don't know where to go. I've got no idea. And I just verbalize it. Yes. Which is not the smart thing to do, is it? Like nobody would say, don't ever say you don't know. Like never, ever tell your client that you've got no idea. But this is literally the place that we get to go. Interesting. To acknowledge that that you don't know that you're saying. So keys for knowing when to act, trusting your intuition, keys for knowing when to act. Um, Just when you said, when I verbalize, I don't know, that's when the curtains part. That's when the doors open. That's when knowing can occur because you've kind of unlocked your mind around its grip on needing to know. Yes. Yes. Because the needing to know has the construct of what I know. So my, my, I, my perceptions, my learnings, my skills, all those things are in my knowing environment. I know those, but yeah. we don't, that's, that's not where the intuition and the insight yes. resides. Right. That's, that is so not it. Like I, I spoke yes. with a client last night and she was like, yeah, no, I can think about these things. I was like, no, 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 no. If there's, it's, if it's forwarded with, if it's a pre thing is, I think that's, that's not it. And if it doesn't fill you with like curiosity or like uh, some kind of, oh, you know, how do you experience it? How do you experience insight? Are you asking me personally? I'm asking you. And, and it's an invitation. Oh, it's visceral. It's, it's visceral. I, I feel it in my body. I feel it as yeah. an energy. It's an energetic presence. Yeah. That's now here's what's interesting about this conversation, Kirsten. As we speak, I have just recorded an episode for this podcast that will be aired. It hasn't been edited or anything yet. It's still raw. So we it's some work gets to be done on it. But guess what it's called? <laughs> it's called from blind spots. To blinding flash of the obvious. They, they, there you go. So it, yeah. it, it's so there. So in that episode, I talk about spheres of knowing exactly what we're talking about right now, which I'm finding so interesting because you're bringing it forward. It's like there's what we know, there's what we don't know, there's what we know we don't know, there's what we don't know we don't know. And in that, what we don't know we don't know. Of course, the mind, the ego mind makes up all kinds of stuff about what's there, what's possibly there, right? Mm-hmm. And um, so in terms of how you work with people, what are the keys for knowing when to act? Question. This comes up for me a lot. And I have people ask me this, and it actually is my experience at times. What if I'm about, I'm considering making a choice or I'm considering taking an action and I have a voice that comes up or a sense or a feeling, a gut, a gut feel that, that cautions me. Ooh, Mm -hmm. don't do that. Don't go there. No, no, no. That's not. So how do I know if it's fear or intuition? (laughs) Everybody, I'm sure everybody asks you that. (laughs) How do you tell the difference between fear and intuition? 
<laughs> I tell you, this is seriously when I have done my life's work of experimenting and experiencing, and usually the hard, usually <laughs> the, the hard scars way. to show for it, huh? <laughs> yes, yes. So, so what? It, it, it okay? So we we have this intuitive insight, and sometimes these are things. Now, depending on the type of person you are, like I'm one of those people that was somebody said, oh. Oh, you're one of those people who leaps out of the plane and then goes, where's my parachute? <laughs> okay. So I am a, I've, I've, I've leaped in, in alignment with my intuition and out of alignment with my intuition. Me too. Okay. Me too. And you, yeah. And, and, you know, when you can look back, you know, that those things were cool because they, they taught you a lot. Well, they taught me a lot. Um, and then you mentioned about this voice going, oh, no, 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 don't do it. Yeah. Don't do it. So sometimes we will go, that, that's my intuition speaking. I, I, I shouldn't do it. I, should, yeah. I just don't, don't do it. So what I understand that to be is this is the pause. This is the moment to go, no, this is not a leaping time. This is, uh, but it's not discredit the intuition. This is mm. not saying, hey, no, that, that voice that spoke to me is not correct. That voice spoke to you, but it gave you the outline, mm. gave you the, 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 the concept, the idea. It's the, the building that's still in idea form. Mm -hmm. And what it needs is a little bit of form. It needs, it needs some time. It needs uh, some dropping more of information. Now, what, let's just keep it nice and simple. It's like the form comes in the form of an idea and it needs a plan or a strategy. And when those things come together, that's when you experience that full body, yes, this is now ready to, to go. Okay. Now, have I moved it then from the realm of intuition to the realm of actually the intellect gets involved and the intellect is now planning and strategizing? Because that's what I hear when I hear the word strategy. Strategy, yeah. So I, I use it deliberately because the reason why is is that there's this intuitive side that's the formless yeah but the strategy brings the form yeah so it's your left and your right is whatever yeah yeah the left and the right come together masculine feminine whatever you want to yeah. describe it as um mm -hmm. uh however you don't so, so this is this is where people can get a little bit caught up in the intellect because, of course, I I've got all my perceptions, my skills, all the things that will tell me exactly how that should come about. That that strategy, this is how it should do. So this this idea can get squandered if we bring in this left too quickly. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. If we start assuming that this is the strategy that I must implement, that's that's that's. That's so that's why you're the, saying this is the time to pause. This is the pause time. This is the pause time. This is the reflection time. This is like, oh, the curiosity. Oh, what could that mean? Oh, I wonder how that could look. Oh, uh, oh. Uh, and then you, you start picking a, the downloads. They start coming and you start putting the pieces together. And all of a sudden this idea is becoming uh, a little bit more crystallized. And you're like, oh, oh, it started off like that, but it actually is like this. You know, yeah, so it started off like, so it's funny because I started about three years ago, I talked about self-love because I thought that was the the thing, right? Um, and, and it is, but I had to do this full three-year journey to actually get a sense of self-love so that now I can talk about intuition so that then it you start loving yourself so it's like this full circle so it starts off with this little baby thing and you're like oh it's such a nice little thing to have isn't it and yeah and and then it comes this full circle and I'm not saying that it has to be a three-year journey what I'm saying is that's an example that I'm sharing and um and so and so this thing comes together and then you're like okay so this is what I want I can see this thing coming together and then it's like oh 
I wonder how that can come about. How can that come about? And then when that strategy or that plan or that that vehicle or whatever it is mm-hmm. comes, it must feel like a match. It must feel like a divine match. Mm-hmm. It's not like, oh, that could that could possibly work. It's not like, oh, that could possibly work. Yeah. That it needs to come as yes, yeah. this is it. Yes. Uh, and and then there will be some kind of you will want to there will, I feel that there's some kind of body movement that goes towards mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And and then I also get this sense that um then you start seeing the the evidence of that being uh the synchronicities start showing up. The synchronicities start from the idea. Um, yes, yes. Um you you talk about trust. Mm-hmm. And that, of course, mm-hmm. I mean, it would only make sense that uh, a lack of trust would certainly, you know, you you know, the to- the topic of this podcast is trust, trust your intuition, trusting. And yet the thing that keeps us from really saying yes is lack of trust. How do you teach someone to go beyond their conditioned resistance to trusting to actually trusting yeah so um that that happens over you know um i really you start small because this came this you take baby steps you don't like you know um we're not like making groundbreaking. If you if you're in a place where you're not trusting yourself, then we're not going to go. Hey, trust yourself to take the biggest leap of your life. That's that's totally not the time. Yeah. But what what it is that I work with people is building that trust muscle. So it's like just start small. It's like start investigating, start going experiencing. It's like I want I get this intuitive nudge, or I get this intuition. And it's like, okay, well, what, what, what is it? What does it mean? What could it look like? What, um, and it's like, start to notice the little teeny tiny things. It's like, how do these things come? And you'll have an interaction with somebody. You will hear something and there'll be like this, these little things that'll come and you go, okay, okay. And it's like building this, this, these resources towards it Uh to this point where you're like okay I I get what that what that feels like so it's paying attention it's it's paying attention and being awake so that you can actually receive these little nudges or little nudges (laughs) that's exactly you know Half the battle that we as society face is we are in so much of a rush to experience all the big things that we haven't, we actually have to learn, relearn how to, one, slow down Mm. and pay attention, be in the present moment Mm -hmm. because our um, our things are not going to come, our awarenesses, our insights are not going to come from the big chunky items. And if we keep looking there, we're mm-hmm. missing. Mm-hmm. And so when we can come to that place of the the subtleties, the teeny tiny, that's where the magic is. The magic and the miracles are in those tiny things that maybe synchronicities. Miss. I just I just put up a post. Uh, on the the Living in the New Beyond Facebook group from Carl Jung, a quote from Carl Jung, where he talks about synchronicities. He calls them winks from the universe, where the universe kind of does a little wink and goes, get it? Got this? Oh, you need more? Okay, how about this? <laughs> a little, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um. Yes. So and I think, yeah, we're always being, if we're, if we have the eyes to see, the ears to hear, the presence of awareness to get it, 
we're always being resourced. Mm. Yeah, I like and that. It's just the, the question is, are we available to all the resources that are that are out there? So what are some other keys for knowing when to act? Okay, so so here's the thing. Um I think I lost um my earphones. Sorry. Oh. Just can sorry. you hear me okay? Uh sorry. We're taking a little uh, pause here, listeners. Well, Kirsten, yeah. Do you want to change the uh I've just the- taken my earphones out because oh, I couldn't okay. hear you. So sorry about that. No problem. Okay. Um Okay, so knowing when to act. So here's the thing. So one of the things is that we want to, there are chances that when we hear something, we want to act straight away. So the first key is to stop to pause, especially if there's those little winks that are saying, hey, just because here's the thing. People fear fear. We fear fear. We think, Mm -hmm. oh, no, that's. That's, I fear it. And so I don't want to go into that place. But fear is such a cool signpost. Like it's such, if we can accept that fear is just showing up to show us something, it's like it's asking us for more information. It's saying, hang on a minute, I don't really feel this place. It's like a risk assessment. The left brainers probably will like that. It's like a risk assessment. It's like, okay, like, do I have enough information? Is this a no? Because a no is as good as a yes. Mm-hmm. If if if, the, if you go and you hear something and it says no, that's a no. Like yeah. trust it. Maybe it's not right now, and and that's okay. You can go. Okay, that's no. Um, but if if it's a yes, but it's or it's like it's in that maybe space, mm-hmm. then that is like is it time? Do I need to just pause? and get more information is it um is it what what is it so it's like just asking that question what else is in here because not going towards something is just as powerful as going towards something so here's the thing mm-hmm. the keys for knowing when to act is like a no is also an action Mm. because a lot of the time we say yes out of a people pleasing or I'm doing this. We think we should just always be a yes. We we should always be a yes. Now that is a complete uh, destruction of our energetic body, especially if we're uninspired to be doing what it is that we've said yes to. So so the 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 keys is start noticing signposts exhaustion fear distraction my favorite mm. distraction maybe insomnia digestive problem so all the of body, those things all, all of those things are signposts we want to treat the problem we want to say oh i need to resolve my sleeping issue i want to resolve my um, my health issue. I want to resolve this. And it's just delving us into a distraction of uh, the surface level. And what it is, is really, really, really asking us to start consciously choosing the things that we go towards. So if I, if I am confronted with a question, then the question is, can you do such and such? And you go, yeah, I'd love to do that. Mm-hmm. You go towards it. If you go, no, that's a no. It's a conserving energy for yourself. It's conserving energy yes. for the other people. Yes. Um, yes. And and um, and that is when we can free up the energy that would have been otherwise tied up into something else. Yeah. And, and bringing it back to us, uh, allowing that space for that intuitive insight to, to come in that greater capacity. Mm-hmm. And, um, and yes, when, when, when it's that, that maybe space is that's the pause, slow down. Don't, that's not a yes or a no. 
at this point. This is that that place of pure potential. This is that place of curiosity. This is the place to allow the information to drop. Yeah, yeah, beautiful. Really good. This is all so good, Kirsten. You uh, you teach or you offer something called the awakening. Mm. Tell us well, about the awakening. <laughs> it's the awakening and uh, 90 days to trusting yourself to take the leap. So literally it's that place of, I think we're in a space in time where a lot of people are asking those questions. They're starting to see that, you know, I've gone down this journey, I've ticked all of the boxes, I've done everything right, and why do I have this feeling that it's just not coming together or it doesn't have that meaning, it doesn't have that fulfilment? I want to change but I don't know how to change. I'm exhausted. I don't have the capacity to start making those, and that's right. If you're exhausted, this isn't the time for life changing. It's like this is the time to come back into yourself, to ask your questions Who am I? Who am I meant to be? If I could choose what it is that I wanted to go towards, what do I want to go towards? And it's about taking them on this journey of evolution, of awakening to this higher part of themselves, this extra, this beautiful, the the more enlightened version, because we start off enlightened anyway, but it's like, what what am I letting go of to see this this beauty inside of me? What are the ingredients that I actually have to to carry out this this calling or this this thing inside me that wants to be that wants to be expressed, but I don't currently know how to do that? It's like come in first. You know, let me shine a light on what the possibility is Mm -hmm. and let's go towards that in that space of not knowing. And I tell you, like the journey is so... It, it, you know, the the thing, the the things that come out are, you know, people come in and they have all sorts of things that are going on in their life. They want to make this change, and then it always comes down to this this self love, this self worth underlying it all. It's like seeing the inner value, and you know, when you see the the lights go on in people's eyes, it's Mm -hmm. like, oh my god, they just they just saw it, they just saw it, yeah. Yeah. And and then it's like then it's like meeting this ideas. It's like really coming to that place of what is it that I want? Not from the place of the external world, which you probably thought it was all about. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, from that place, what do I want? What do I want to create? And then beckoning in, what is that that plan or that that left brain kind of thing that's the structure? What's the structure going to meet yeah. with the the it's where the mystical meets the physical and both of those are required. And when you feel that full body yes, when you feel like yes, this is it, that's when you go, I am ready to leap. That's that's it, you know, that place. And it doesn't get to happen. That They don't happen without each other. The left and the right, are they work together, you know, and, and that's when you bring all of those experiences, all of that stuff that never made sense, when that all comes together with that mystical element that you have, oh, my God, that is what we're here for. Oh, wow. I love that. I, I just, I feel myself just energetically being swept up by your energy, just caught up in your enthusiasm and your passion. This is beautiful and powerful, Kirsten. Um, Now, one, one final question. Is the awakening, is it a workshop? Is it a court? What actually, what's the form of it? It's it's private it's private coaching. That's the okay. the channel one on that one? I one on one. Okay. Um, and I I feel that to do the work that I do, that that is the best yeah. place. I I work the best one on one because that's the place where we can be so intimate together. It's like all time and space is is lost. It's like that's the place. I, you know, I run workshops and I, I've got to say that's that's a real passion of mine as well and I can really feel that that is um, a place where I can offer guidance too. 
but it's in that one-on-one that that real transformation occurs when we can be almost operating from that place of it is it's that place of pure potential where we just go to a place that neither of us really are know right now and that's exciting oh this is this whole conversation has been exciting and very stimulating and i i want to thank you so much for spending time with us today it's what's seven o'clock in Brisbane now, 7 a.m. I know your son is getting up and getting ready for school and you get to see him off. So I want to thank you so much for spending time with us in the new beyond. And I'm going to leave a link in the show notes for our listeners to know how to find you and uh, should they want to know more about how to work with you. So wonderful, wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank you, Judith. And thank you, everyone. I hope this has uh, been helpful and that you've taken a couple of nuggets away into your day. Well, I know I certainly have. So thank you all listeners for being here with us in the new beyond. Until next time, many blessings. Hey, Beyond Squad, before we go, let me take a moment to thank all of you for being here. And if you're up for it, I have a little extra credit homework assignment for you. Please take a moment to go over to Apple and leave a review. You can actually say some nice words or give us five stars on Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcasts. It really does make a difference and I would be so appreciative. Meanwhile, we'll see you next time here in the new beyond. You have is hope that you can trust. The truth is that the future is up to each of us. Each of us can build. Each of us can teach and reach inside.